Welcome to the True Answers Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Reese. In a world of deception, we want to help you discover true answers. Hello, everyone tuning in to another episode of True Answers. I'm here with Rob. And last time, if you remember, we talked about peace. And towards the end, we touched on a a little, kind of another topic about heaven. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today, is our hope of heaven. So, um, you know, Rob and I kind of chatted a little bit about this. And we have a couple of scriptures we want to just talk through. And, uh, you know, really show how powerful this hope is. You know, last week we connected it to peace and how having this promise of heaven really uh, allows us to experience peace on this earth because we're going to a much better place and we don't have to worry about all the junk that's going to happen here on the earth. Um, And by, I guess to kick it off, Rob, I'll just jump into the scripture that I have real quick and we'll talk about it, okay? Yeah, go for it. All right, so... um, one scripture that I found uh, about this hope of heaven is actually First Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. I'm going to read them in the New King James. Uh, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away. This is heaven. He's talking about heaven. Reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. That's so good. Peter, man. You see a big difference in Peter from the Gospels, you know, to the book of Acts and then First and Second Peter. But he's a pretty eloquent guy, isn't he? That writing, that's a, that's a cool description. But he talks about how um, it was according to Jesus' mercy that we're born again to a living hope, that we're born into a hope that we didn't previously have when we lived in sin. Now this hope points forward to an inheritance that we're going to have. Not just the Holy Ghost, because we know... Scripture says that's the earnest of our inheritance. That's the little taste while we're here on earth. But when we enter into heaven, it'll be like being in the Holy Ghost all the time. Peace, joy, love, all the good things of God we'll get to live in forever. And it's this hope um, of this inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled. Jesus in one of his parables talks about the treasures that you put, you know, you either put your treasures in earth or you put them in heaven. And the difference between the two that Jesus points out is what's corruptible and incorruptible. And Peter talks about this right here. Jesus says in his parable, if your treasures are on the earth, that's where moth and rust corrupts. But if your treasures are in heaven, moth and rust does not corrupt and the thief cannot break in to steal it. Here, Peter is saying the same thing, that this inheritance is incorruptible and undefiled, that it's perfect and it will never fade away. That's unlike any kind of possession we might have here. Right. Yeah. It's a perfect possession. And the path to it is through hope, that our hope in Jesus Christ, and it's said through faith. Yes. So our faith will produce an obedience to the word of God. 
And it's only because of Jesus Christ that we have this hope. Right. That we can walk through this door and have this, you know, un- imperishable, this perfect, lasting, forever gift of God that's yeah. greater than anything else we can experience. If you don't have this hope, I mean, how, like, meaningless and mundane is life, really? It's not really worth living for, on, for if you're putting your trust in anything on this earth, you know? But to have hope, a hope of heaven, man, that makes life worth living. I want to get through this life so I can get to heaven. Yeah. That really speaks to the scripture that I was looking at. Um, I have two of them, and I want to pick the one that kind of relates to this. And it was in Hebrews 12. I'm going to pull it up with you. Yes. Uh, the beginning of Hebrews chapter 12. And I'm going to start with verse 1 and probably do just to verse 2. Okay. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience, with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He's the perfect example of obtaining that incorruptible crown and enduring things in this life because of the joy of mm. the future home that he has with his church. Mm. Man, that joy carried him through the greatest sacrifice that's ever happened on the in the history of the world. You know, in my Bible app, I was reading along with you, and it brought up a parallel scripture to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, and it's Colossians 3 and 8. It says this, but now, because Hebrews 12 and 1, just to set the stage again to recap, it says, lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset you. Colossians 3 and 8 goes into more detail. It says, but now you yourselves are to put off all these things. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man and his deeds. Get rid of the weights. And then verse 10 says, And have put on the new man, who is renewed in knowledge, according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Mm. I think that flesh man will return to dust, and it can't make it to the heavenly home. Right. That's why we have to have a spiritual man that's strong, that ha- that has substance, and that God has invested in, and we've allowed him to, to make it into that heavenly home. Amen. Put off all the weights and sin that does so easily beset us. Get rid of that stuff, man. Yeah. It, we need to prepare, prepare to go home. Yeah. Pretty soon. And bring as many people with us as we can. Amen. Um, Another scripture I have is uh, the section of the Bible where it talks about where Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's Mm -hmm. in John 14. And verse 2, Jesus says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself 
that where I am, there you may be also. So Jesus left hmm. us with that promise. He said, I'm going to go ahead of you. I'm going to defeat this. I'm going to conquer this life. Show you how to do it so that you can meet me up there. Meet me at home. Mm. Uh, I saw something here. Um, I ha actually have a question while I'm trying to look up this other scripture. I have a question. How do you describe heaven to other people? Mm. Better. <laughs> Better than anything you've ever yeah, experienced. Yeah, isn't that such a great... <laughs> I think that is so simple but so profound. It's better. It's better. Because it doesn't matter what you compare it to. It's better than that. And you know what? There's a lot of people who've had... Who said that? There was a preacher that said that. I don't know. <laughs> I know I got it from a preacher somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's no sorrow, pain, tears. Um, and there's people who've had like near the near death experiences and dreams and things like that where they've experienced heaven and mm -hmm. um a lot of people say they've went past hell to get there. Oh my. And I think that when you see what hell's like it makes heaven that much better. Dude, I couldn't imagine that. That'd be scary. Uh yeah, heaven um there's there's a the Bible uses a lot of really colorful language when it describes heaven, but I think the most powerful thing is that uh, the earth is like the antithesis of heaven. Right now we're experiencing all the bad things that sin does. I actually, I was watching, uh, I was listening to this guy who does a, a Christian-based podcast, and he had this little video on YouTube that I was watching, and he said that, uh, bear with me on this analogy, okay? He said, sin is nuclear. And he told this story of this little island that uh, I think the United States wanted to test a nuclear detonation on, right? So they required all of the uh, the inhabitants of the area to evacuate. They did the little test. It was successful. And they told all the inhabitants they can come back. Well, shortly after the the inhabitants you know returned they started getting sick and they had cancer and all this stuff was happening because the radiation lingers in the area and he was likening sin to that mm. how sin it has like that initial detonation where you do something you know you say something you transgress against the law of god but then the consequences and the the like toxicity of sin lingers around until you hand it over to God so that he can clean it up the right way, mm. you know? So we like experience that on the earth, all the damage that sin does. But when we get to heaven, it's the opposite mm. of that. Yeah. None of the bad things that happen on the earth will be there. No more curses from sin. Right. No more division. Like, just think about that, how divided our world is. Yeah. You're either Republican or Democrat, you know, like, racism is still a problem like there's uh hu it's human nature to divide each other we, that's we do that really well as humans we don't like people who are different from us you know we don't like different humans they have different culture different language like all that stuff we don't like that they have different political beliefs we divide each other 
and it's really a device of the enemy because if he can divide people he can he can control people right but with god like even if you just think about that everything god is about is about unity mm-hmm. love your brother love one another like you love yourself right even just that one little point is going to be so much better in heaven because we won't have any of that division anymore. So then that means there also won't be any hatred for your brother. There won't be any sins against your brother. There won't be any lying, cheating, stealing, none of that stuff in heaven. It's amazing to think about how cool it's going to be there. Yeah, it's it's hard to even imagine. I can only imagine what it'll be like. Yeah. Mm. That's a good song. It is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, you know, I've heard a couple, couple stories about people having like death experiences essentially and encountering heaven. I asked my dad about this actually, cause he died a couple times. He did, he does, he said that he didn't, didn't experience anything. I was really hoping he would have had an experience. <laughs> I think he did have an experience because when he woke up, like he was, He's like, I'm giving my life back to God. So, wow. yeah, he had some kind of experience. But he said he didn't remember seeing anything or whatever. But, you know, I think that when people encounter that, God knows exactly what he's doing. You know, and when he chooses to show somebody a glimpse of heaven, he's doing it for a reason. Because that person needed to see that. Yeah. You know, I guess in my dad's case, it was enough for him to just know that he died to turn his life back over to Christ. But, um... I just can't wait to get there. When you were younger, like, were you worried that Jesus was going to come back before you could do anything in, with your life? <laughs> I think there's people that have lived that way, so they didn't go to college. They didn't invest in themselves to mm-hmm. to do things, and then they got old, and they're like, you didn't come yet. I should have yeah. done something more Yeah, to be more useful for him. Yeah. Dude, I remember thinking, did you... Since So we grew up in United Pentecostal Church International, so our pastors talked about the rapture, right? Did your pastor talk about the rapture at all? Yeah. Okay. Did you ever, like, wake up in, on a whatever, a day, or you got home from school or something and nobody was home? <laughs> the fear of being left behind, <laughs> yes. And you thought they were gone? You thought the rapture happened? I thought so, too. That happened to me, too. <laughs> but I actually, when I was younger, I th- uh, and a lot of this was like, it, it came from a lot of worry that I had, but I was afraid, not really afraid, but I didn't want God to come back until like I was able to like grow up and get a job and mm-hmm. have kids and like do all this stuff. But I'm like at the point now, I'm like, just come quickly, Lord. You know, I don't know. I guess I'm just tired of being on this earth. <laughs> I'm ready to go home. He's keeping us here because there's a harvest. Yeah. And There's he's, still he's gonna, stuff to do. He's going to pour out his spirit, and we we can be used in his kingdom as a as a tool to collect that harvest. Amen. That's actually one of our visions for the podcast, right? Is to just minister the gospel to people, so that there's going to be hopefully, you know, like we're we're just called to sow seeds, right? We're the sowers. Um, in, in like scripture and analogies, we're the ones sowing the seed of the word. And one of the, th- you know, what's going to be really cool to see is 
like some of the harvest that's going to come from the things that you didn't even know that you were sowing seeds or that you were ministering to people. And that's really the point of this podcast is preaching the gospel, having these conversations with you, Rob, preaching the gospel to people, and hopefully, hopefully in throwing the seed, it lands on somebody's heart. And there's a harvest that we will never see, but God will make it happen. You know, that's I pray for that all the time when I pray about what we're doing. Yeah, I think he... You know, it says God's word won't return void. Mm-hmm. So as long as we keep casting it out, um, sharing the word, sharing the hope. Amen. And the goal is to just get as many people in heaven with us as possible. Right, right. Come come home to where we belong with our creator, our savior. Amen. God is really good. And thank you all for listening and um Thank you for hanging out with us. We love you all and keep seeking for those true answers. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of True Answers. Rob and I have really enjoyed bringing this type of content to you. And we also wanted to let you know that you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other place that you receive your podcasts from. Thank you so much. God bless you and keep seeking for true answers.